0: Now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks, it's time for the Fashion Rewired Broadcast with Brian Hill.
1: During the Fashion Rewired podcast, we chat with successful fashion designers and business entrepreneurs who share their powerful stories of success while providing real-time industry tips, tools, and actionable strategies to execute today with the goal of designing our listeners' brands for success. Now, here's your host, Brian Hill. Welcome to Fashion Rewired. I'm your host, Brian Hill, self-taught designer and executive director of Phoenix Fashion Week. So why is it important to rewire? Well, I believe that every successful fashion designer and entrepreneur at one time or another made the smart and necessary decision to rewire their brain, their attitude, but most importantly, their actions to get them to their current level of success. Each week I get to share stories of transformation with our listeners while giving you the blueprint to rewire. I love to open each episode by thanking the sponsors that believe in Fashion Rewired. Fact, each season, Phoenix Fashion returns away hundreds of emerging fashion designers that apply for the Live Designer Bootcamp. This year, we created the six-week long Digital Designer Bootcamp, where emerging fashion talent from around the world and from the comfort of their own home via mobile, laptop, or desktop will follow a structured curriculum online focused on the very important business side of their fashion brands. In a short six weeks, the fashion experts will teach, transform, and lay out the blueprint to build and run a successful fashion brand for 2021 and beyond. To apply, email digital at PhoenixFashionWeek.com. My next guest hails from the Bay Area, California, and has held senior design and senior executive roles at top activewear and athleisure brands, including Athleta, where she helped grow revenue from $30 million to $800 million. Today, Nancy Taylor is the co-founder of Epic Evolution, a women's brand focused on high fashion and function within a collection of sustainable wardrobe essentials. Armed with a bachelor's degree of art and fashion merchandising and design from The Ohio State University, Nancy and her team at Epic Evolution believe that women do not need a large closet of clothing to look chic and feel put together. You just need a handful of versatile, responsibly crafted, well-made, timeless pieces for your closet. Well, that's an epic statement, Nancy no pun intended.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
2: <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here, Brian.
1: Wow. I mean, um, first of all, we can dig into just your, your accolades right now, but we're going to get into it. Um, you really saw something different in the marketplace, but before you saw that, you were having some fun traveling the world, as I understand it. So tell me about a fun fashion fact of Nancy Taylor.
2: A fun fashion. I'm a minimalist, except for when it comes to shoes. (laughs) I have a weakness for shoes. I love shoes. (laughs) So that's, that's, that's my fun fact. Okay. Okay.
1: I'm a minimalist except for shoes. I can dig it. I can dig it. Man. Oh man. I'm sure you're driven by a lot of things. We talked about some random year uh, that we don't talk about anymore, but uh, talk about what drives Nancy Taylor today.
2: Um, you know, we have a really fresh approach coming into twenty twenty one after um, last year, and really looking at how we can kind of reset and take the brand um, in the direction that we had intended to on twenty twenty. And so we have a lot of um, great, you know, little new new options and new fingers in the um, in the boy the plate to get going with us. But it's all about really seeing what the opportunities of the business um, and where it can grow, where it can go.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So you're driven by growth, if nothing else. So obviously you come from uh, large companies, large corporations that you help build really. Uh, Maybe not from scratch, but you took them to epic levels, you know, uh, you and your team, and then you step away and and start this new thing. Uh, When people talk about rewiring, they go in a different direction. Um, they, They think of something one way, and then a light bulb goes off and they said, man, no, it's this. Can you take us back to your rewire moment when you wanted to do epic evolution?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, Brian. Um, so, you know, I've been in the industry, and I'm truly passionate and love fashion. I love, um, I love the personal expression that it brings to you. And um, I just kind of felt like after traveling and seeing where our industry was, that there had to be a better way of doing business. Mm-hmm. And Hannah and I were very passionate about setting this, um, this idea into place with a very different um, kind of foundation. So we have a foundation built on sustainability. We actually use the word responsible mm-hmm. because it's not just about the raw materials that you use. It's about the people that are are you know helping make it. It's the human resources. It's the packaging and how you send it out. It's kind of the whole big picture. Mm-hmm. So we use the word responsible.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We also wanted to create a... Um, environment that was friendly to the more modern families of being able to have flexibility around your work schedule have a family and not have it be bent on being in the office from nine to five in a corporate setting mm-hmm. um, and 2020 pro- proved to us that you can efficiently work in um, in different settings so that was a big bump for us too
0: mm-hmm. and then
2: also allowing our you know the people that help structure our company and how we put together we use a lot of contractors and a lot of them are moms mm-hmm. like they're young, young moms and they you know they tell us their availability and they're amazingly talented prolific um, contractors that work with us from our brand voice specialist to our marketing strategist and they are able to say, you know, like on Thursdays, for example, that that's their family day and they're not available for us. And we honor that and respect
0: it. Mm-hmm. And
2: so it's allowing this different um, mindset of having a full-time career that, fl- that fluxes a little bit around your family that doesn't exist in the traditional corporate setting.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: that was another really, really passionate part that we had. We want to show diversity um, in our brand as well and um, have a, 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 a a voice around um female empowerment. So that's another another kind of pillar of our brand.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love those. I love those. Um but you probably didn't come up with all these ideas um on the spot. So I think you're in Morocco hanging out when you guys are on a rooftop. We me, were yeah, on. I, yeah. I, I, I want to know about <laughs> I want to know that's the crux of where it's like boom. So tell me about that. Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> where where it started. So Hannah had left and um, she was one of my, we'd worked together for a long time and she was one of my dear friends. And um, I knew if we didn't pick a place to meet that it would be a very long time before we saw each other. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of went different ways. She was living in Italy and working in um, Israel, kind of flying back and forth, teaching yoga and also doing um, trend research for a top um, factory over there. Mm-hmm. So she was doing a lot of traveling and we, before she left, we did this like pinky swear after, you know, a glass or two over the day, probably two or more. <laughs> and we just kind of picked it, We picked a random place of where to meet. And so we, um, we picked, um, uh, Morocco
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, um, the next day I, you know, I said, okay, I'm buying tickets. And I forced um, her and another friend to buy tickets. And it was like a year away. Mm-hmm. So and I think that date got, the date got pushed back a couple of times because of life circumstances <laughs> and different career yeah. changes and things. But uh, you know, about like a year and a half, two years later, we all end up meeting in um, in Morocco and it was great because um, we kind of came from all different points of the world. And we, I got there first and then Hannah comes like a day later and she's got a backpack on and I look at her and I go, you know, we're going to be here for a couple of weeks. So we're going to be like in a high atlas, a low atlas. We're going to be riding camels in the Sahara. We're going to be like in this, you know, in the city and in, in some nice riads. And yeah, the backpack.
0: <laughs> and she
2: said, yeah, I've been traveling all over. And you know, with these flights and um, the way things work, I just have to simplify my life. And I just kind of put everything into a backpack that I can manage and move around. So the whole trip goes and, you know, I'm like rolling my rolly bag up of these dirt roads and <laughs> all this stuff. And she's just kind of walking off the backpack. And we were, we were thinking like, wouldn't it be great if you had this functional wardrobe mm-hmm. where everything that you needed could just fit in a small container and mm-hmm. it just worked for everything you needed. And we saw what was happening in your athletic wear and in fashion. But fashion, you didn't want to pack up and roll or you didn't want to, wear it, riding a camel. It was kind of these two segmented things. Mm -hmm. So the idea was born that you could, we could design a wardrobe of her true essentials of what she needed for her everyday life. Things that just worked for her. Yes. Um, Another one of my core statements is that you don't need six pairs of black pants. You need the pair (laughs) of black pants. That's going to work for you. The one that you can't wash enough, the one that, you know, no matter what you're doing, you can put on and you're confident and, you can go out and you can do everything you need to do in that day and So that was kind of the genesis of the, the the birth of the brand.
1: I love it. Well, again, I always say anytime someone talks about black clothing, uh, my producer Robin gets excited. So she, they're talking about the the pair of black pants, Robin, that's all you need. Uh, okay, we got to talk about getting a pair of those. So you've got this new idea. It makes perfect sense. Uh, I love the backpack traveling, uh, being very functional, watching you with the rolly bag over the, the dirt is hilarious just to picture that. So when you had this idea on that rooftop that you're going to do it, I want to talk about uh, the, the first step. You guys are very organized um, and accomplished women, business people. Tell me what was the first thing you guys decided to do when you said, let's do this?
2: Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> I, think if you knew, I think if you knew what you were getting into, you would never do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ever in a million years. Right. Um, so we thought we could do it, you know, way faster with way less money, um, than what it actually took. And I think the other thing, well, the first thing we did was, was really define what the brand was. We actually did one thing I'm really proud of that we did well is that we defined the ethos and the brand mission and kind of what that was before we developed any of the product. We spent quite a lot of time on like, you know, what, what, what did the brand like? What, what, what did it stand for? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I, when I do seminars and different things now, I kind of look back at that time and like we did a really good job on that. Like that was, that was awesome. Cause it kind of put the guardrails and the barrier of like, when you get off track, like this is what we're going to do. So we, we did that. Um, we launched it out of the, like the extra spare room in my house,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: um, our, our, you know, and we designed, we designed way too many items. So that was the other, <laughs> The other awareness around, you know, coming from a large corporation and an established brand into launching. And, and the direct-to-customer model was very different. Mm-hmm. Like you really needed to have a few of your concept pieces and then you need to test. Mm-hmm. So we we launched, not like a lot, but the first year we spent a lot of testing of like, what does the customer want? We needed to understand what the market was and who she was sure. and listen to her so she could tell us. Sure. So we spent, you know, that first year that we launched 20, 2018 kind of learning. Um, we had some quick hits and then we were out of merchandise. We were out of inventory. Mm-hmm. So then we'd have to get back into it. And our supply chain was, you know, just trying to figure out that whole part was a really big learning curve for us. Mm-hmm. And then going into 2019, which I feel is like our first really, really solid year, um, we had a plan of what we knew that our core products were, what the customer wanted and kind of moving moving. Into that direction, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it took a little bit of it took a little bit of play to figure it out, and I think we had to get out of our own way, too, because <laughs> we had to rewire our thinking in the way we had come from a large corporate strategy into a small scrappy startup.
1: yeah, I love scrappy and uh, because you probably don't realize this, you move so quickly <laughs> through your action steps, I've got to slow it down for everybody. Uh, here's what you did uh, step one you guys first defined your pillars of the company, right? To keep you within your guidelines. Like, I love that. Define what you will stand for first. Then you guys launched and tested, right? And then three, you analyzed, learned, and adjusted to your core products. Those, those three steps are what I want young designers to understand that those, those are all doable on any level, big or small in the bedroom, uh, backyard or in your closet. You can do these things.
2: Absolutely. And it was literally in the spare room of my house for, for a good year or so. At some point, I think I woke up and I felt like I was being swallowed by clothing and hair. <laughs> so I'm like, we have to get it out of here. We have to go find an office space. It's time. It's time.
1: Right, right. So uh, we also know, Nancy, that after you get these actions going, right, these one, two, three action steps, and now the company is, is going in, in a direction of that you really can't stop it, right? Um, we also know that there's natural habits that come out of these actions, So if you can go back uh, to launching Epic Evolution, tell me about some habits that you still live by today, three years later, two and a half years later, um, within Epic that came from the action of launching it.
2: Um, I feel like baby steps get you where you need to get. Okay. So when you wake up every day and you feel that there's this this mountain that you have to climb of things that it's really impossible to do with a lean team, Mm -hmm. that you can't be overwhelmed by the large scope of what you have to do. You have to just make a list. I make a list. I write every day. Mm-hmm. I, I have this like really um, gratifying like thing at the end of the day if I like kind of crossed off my little scribbly list
0: mm-hmm. at least
2: three quarters of the way through and do it. But I write down what the tasks are for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do it every day. I do it every day. But Good. baby steps. Like maybe you can only do three that day and mm-hmm. you don't get the 20 that's on your list, but you get three that's done and eventually you'll find yourself moving towards, um, towards the end goal of where you need to be. I love it. And I get up really early and I exercise. Okay. I, um, okay. I, I keep that as a priority. So mm-hmm. the early mornings are my time and I exercise before I dig into my day because once I dig into my day at work, it's not going to happen. No way. So I have to prioritize my, my me time beforehand.
1: Okay. Um, th- these are amazing. Uh, I'm going to send these back to you. So baby steps. Make lists, accomplish what you can, cross them off, high five yourself, get up early, exercise, and prioritize. It, it sounds like not rocket science, though. It's not. It's just <laughs> kind
2: of basic routines that kind of get you, kind of get you, get you there.
1: So right, right, right. So from those habits and the actions, um, one big accomplishment that you can really tie back to these habits and actions um, would it be running? and a successful brand, or, or is it something else that you secured a big account? What do you think the biggest accomplishment has been from the transformation and these habits?
2: Um, I, think, I think the biggest accomplishment that we have done is really being true to our, our voice mm-hmm. and finding a way to consistently build that. Mm-hmm. We had a very clean aesthetic that was there. We had kind of a mission-driven Um, vision of how the business is going to be and really focusing in on the right partners. I mean, even in our partnerships with our Instagram influencers, like picking the right people that felt like our brand Mm -hmm. and really saying no, say no to to the, that were great opportunities possibly, Mm -hmm. but weren't in line with where the brand wanted to go. Yes. And I feel like what we've accomplished is you can go to our site, you can go to the Instagram You can read about it. The content that we deliver—it's clear, and I'm very, very, very—that's a big accomplishment for us. I'm very proud of that. I think what we've done, and then the other thing is really um, education is a big part of it Mm -hmm. too—is educating um, the customer why they should give a shit, Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: why why does why why does it matter if your apparel is made sustainably, and like the the transparency that we give all the way through, we tell you the factories we're working with. We talk about the mills we're working with. We show share best practices, but that part it's so important for us in the fashion industry to be able to inform the consumer about why her choices matter mm-hmm. and why why you know certain items cost you know cost what they cost. Right. And that part I'm 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 really um, happy with it. I think we have a long way to go, and there's a lot of opportunity around the education. Mm-hmm. But we're really passionate about that.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, We talked to uh, the co-founder of True Religion Jeans some time ago, uh, Kim Gold, and she talked about picking, back then they didn't call them influencers, they called them celebrities, right? Uh, But aligning with the right celebrities that also um, were true to her brand. And then even though it's called True Religion, she literally had to stick to her own religion, you know, because people were against everything she was doing, big pockets, a lot of bling, all those kinds of things. And, uh, and you say, you're saying the exact same thing. It's timeless information. And she started that maybe what, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And it's a timeless statement to be consistent to your voice. But going back to that very first thing you did, you align your pillars of what we are going to stand for. And it makes it easier to make decisions, right? If you don't have those pillars and someone says, Hey, flash money or flash body to you, you're like, okay, because you don't have a guide, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And again, like what we did at the very beginning before we launched and, had any apparel in our hands was established those like what is it that we wanted to what is it that we wanted to be what um, stand for and this that was it was huge i mean i can go back to that document that we did 4 years ago and and it still resonates with who the man is it's great
1: oh that's excellent that's excellent I love it good for you man um, you were so succinct uh, maybe these uh, habits have gotten us to our halfway point already in the podcast so we're going to thank our sponsors and take you into the garment district right after this nancy the custom shop as you know, before my rewire, I launched and ran my own fitness apparel brand. Now, today, I consult, invest in, and in private label design and manufacture custom apparel for brands across the nation. Does your brand need unique, high quality lifestyle apparel like t shirts, hats, leggings, and more with your branded logo or slogan? Or do you need real time consultation on your brand? Reach out to me for more information and custom apparel quotes, email, info at phoenixfashionweek.com And we're back Fashion Rewired the podcast. I'm your host Brian Hill. I'm on with Nancy Taylor of Epic Evolution doing big things in the sustainability world of activewear and athleisure. Nancy, how's it going so far?
2: It's going. <laughs> we're <laughs> still here. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Right I on. think every day you got to you got to look up and are you still a viable company and are you still kicking around and we are. Good awesome.
1: good, good for you. Good for you. So in the garment district we're going to talk about um, how do you position Epic as a wholesale play, which means you're selling to stores and retailers more, or is it a direct-to-consumer play, which would be retail? Are you wholesale or retail at Epic Evolution?
2: So right now, we're much 100% direct-to-customer. Mm-hmm. So we have minor wholesale partnerships where we do um, temporary pop-ups mm-hmm. with them, and we haven't really explored the wholesale channel as much. It's not going to be a large part of our DNA.
1: Okay, got it. I like that, too. And again, it's so funny because um, True Religion Jeans, again, Kim said uh, if everything was equal today, she would go lower on the wholesale big time and higher on direct-to-consumer. So again, um, like you're in a future bubble, you, you guys are right on point. I love that. So when you talk about retail, um, there's a bunch of different you know, business resources and tools that you guys use to drive people, to convert them to the Epic Evolution family, I'm sure, Right. Um, but talk about the, the biggest or the most successful sales platform that you guys use that you feel really drive sales to Epic.
2: Yeah, currently, it's the digital marketing strategy that mm-hmm. is getting the brand out there and the awareness. Mm-hmm. So we are definitely using um, Facebook and Instagram formats and a little bit of the Google, um, Google ads mm-hmm. and really focusing predominantly on that part it's a good awareness with a customer and then I think in social media and on our organic side so you have two different sides
0: mm-hmm. so you have
2: your paid you have your paid side with search and um, and mm-hmm. advertising and then you have your organic growth mm-hmm. but at the beginning you have to have a customer file to talk to to push organic growth yes. so you have to find customers mm-hmm. so we definitely we definitely use a lot of that um, we do partnerships with influencers and Um, drive awareness that way Mm -hmm. and we have been very fortunate on the PR side to uh, gotten actually quite a few um, write-ups and articles that has helped the brand awareness and the growth factor of that Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a whole a whole push between paid organic and PR and then as we as we get more momentum then we are able to really work on our organic growth, which is a lot more efficient with our dollars in sure. growing and propelling the brand and talking to the customer.
1: Very good. Now, did you have to teach yourself? Did I answer
2: that okay? Was that,
1: uh, it was perfect. Was that, was
2: that a good answer? R- <laughs> okay, good.
1: Robin knows yeah. that. I can't even get people to even give us that much. So we now know that it's the digital um, marketing. So in that, did you have to teach yourself Facebook ads or did you have to go to a boot camp, or did someone teach you or how, how'd that work? Because I'm always fascinated by how people get to know to do Facebook ads?
2: Yeah, um, we work with an agency, but we learn something new every single day. That's my big thing. I'm like, there is not a moment in time where I'm not looking like an acronym up or some channel, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, now I have to learn this. You're wearing a million different hats yes. and it is not, this is not for people who don't want to deep dive in and learn something. So we have had to really um, from the beginning, it's not very little of what we do now came from my background. This mm-hmm. is all new, how mm-hmm. you do that, how you build a business, how you do it. And you have to be able to research, you have to be scrappy. You have to have, find people that can help you. Um, Hannah and I split where I do more of the operational sides and she does more of the marketing side. Mm-hmm. So she has learned so much and, um, in a, in a wonderful way about, you know, what works, what doesn't work, how we go about it. Um, it is, it, is, it is a steep learning curve. So if you're going to go into any business, you have to, you know, the startup life, you have to be willing to learn.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, you know, you say you want to be a, a clothing designer and maybe watch TV and see these TV shows and it's all sexy and fun, but you and I both know that you've got to roll your sleeves up every day, all day in some, some instances, and you got to get it done and you have to learn on the fly and you have to course correct and try not to make the same mistakes too many times, right? To cost you and I like the fact that you guys own different parts of the business, so to speak, marketing and versus operations. I'm always telling young designers that eventually you're going to have to have someone in operations, someone in marketing, et cetera. You just can't be the solopreneur forever. You're going to have to know what that person's job title should, should uh, entertain to help grow that part of that leg of the brand. So uh, I love that you guys are doing that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. We, we joke about some of the milestones that we had, like when we first launched, it's like, oh my God, we're doing great. We're shipping all the stuff. We got Shopify going, everything else. And then we spent after you ship everything out and the orders were happening, then you spend the next two or three weeks trying to figure out, oh, we have to do returns. Like, how do you do returns? <laughs> and then we were in the, in the early days. We were we were the customer service. You know, we were answering all the emails. We were you know calling them back and. This Hannah's like, this is great. We're learning from the customer. This is awesome. And then all of a sudden it's like that's what you're doing half a day. And we're like, we need help. We can't do this. <laughs> Never really clearly envisioned that when it took off that this was going to be a role. So right. and at every milestone, when it gets to be overwhelming, we're like, okay, now we need help. We've figured this out and it's it's um, at a growth place. Who can we get to help us?
1: Right, right, right. And so obviously it sounds like Instagram seems to be uh, the, the number one social media platform that you're on. Um, do you follow anybody, Nancy on social media? And if so, who, and why that helps you?
2: Oh, I, yes, my, I scroll a lot. (laughs) I scroll (laughs) endlessly, (laughs) probably too much. Um, I, you know, I, I do, and it could be from a a, a lot of different, um, areas. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be necessarily fashion. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: I love the expression. I love the expression on it. I love, um, the simplicity of it. And I love being able to tune into something or not tune into something.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm constantly, it's, um, you know, I used to get it off of print media and now it's digital. And so I've got so many names and so many people and I spend way too much time there. <laughs> uh,
1: and so it's probably changed every day, but who, who's the number one for you right now? Like they used to say back in the day, like who's in your who's in your tape cassette Are you listening to right now, but who's in your phone that you're watching right now?
2: um uh, i'm trying to think who would be i mean i have um i would say one of the top influences i love is mija mija i think she's um she's she's wonderful minimalist approach and her expression is really great and um she's very artistic and then um there's another um just a creative site called i'm gonna not pronounce it right but um ignat I-G-N-A-N-T, that I love. And they can be from architecture to fashion to um, just a broad range, but from a creative point, I love them. I think they're great.
1: That's awesome. So you've got uh, social media, you know, cranking. You guys got the digital ads going on between Google, Facebook, and Instagram at least. And then you've got the organics partnerships and collaborations. And then you've got these, contemporary pop-ups that happen with only hand-selected boutiques. Like, I like that approach. Seems controllable. Um, Talk about how you guys get paid or how you guys get compensated. What's the best business resource you feel uh, to implement into a fashion company that helps you guys actually, you know, put money in the bank? You know, would it be word of mouth? Would it be square? You know, what, what are you using as a business resource to succeed over at Epic Evolution?
2: Yeah, we're on the Shopify platform, Gotcha, and it's been amazing, and then all of our apps plug into the Shopify, and our POS is a Shopify platform as well, Mm -hmm. so we we have kind of gone there, and it's a a user-friendly, amazing platform that allows anybody to start a company now. It's great, (laughs) and the analytics that they come back and how you can really take the data and analyze your business is um, part of Shopify. It's great.
1: Yep. And is it POS? Is that a Shopify POS or is there a brand that you guys recommend there?
2: We are doing a Shopify POS and then we have, um, I think there's an external one. I'm not sure if it's Apple pay to, to allow us to do the, the oh, Apple pay. Sure, sure, sure. Um, cause I'm not sure if that, or square, it might be square. I'm not sure, but we have, um, most of them go through the website and then when we're at pop-ups, we'll use a POS system.
1: Oh yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. And so obviously we talked about, you know, reading and used to be, you know, print ads and things like that that got you excited, but now it's all on your phone. Um, are you finding any time to still read, um, and, and go to resources? If so, I'd love to get a couple of books that you uh, would recommend for us to succeed by reading that would help us run a brand like Epic Evolution.
2: Yeah. I am an avid um listener. Okay, <laughs> so okay. I listen to I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of audible books.
0: Cool. Um I'll take so, a podcast and an so, audible book.
2: Um I love how I built this. Okay. I just, I'm kind of obsessed with them. It's an easy one and I go in and you can just I think that I feel like whenever I get to, whenever I get the feeling of overwhelming part where I don't know if I can like keep going on the startup grind cause it's so hard. Then I go back and I listen to somebody who made it over the, over the hump and it just makes me feel like I'm not alone.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
2: um, I, I, I love that. Okay. It's, it's, it's kind of an easy thing. It doesn't take a lot of time. Um, but I definitely am a big fan of that. Um, and then some of the books that I, um, that I love, from audibles, I usually do a lot of them. Like when I'm commuting back and forth, mm-hmm. and I, is one. One is "Find Your Why" by Simon Sinek. Yeah, I love that one.
0: Yeah,
2: um, it's really, really good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Let me look through here. I, I'm, I'm, like even on a slow day when I have um, just kind of basic work to do, if I can double time, I will listen to some of the. Um, oh, well, the other one I love. This is a good story too. Is "Shoe Dog." Oh, the yeah, dog is yeah. another good one on the founders of Nike. It's such an interesting, fabulous story, and to hear their journey.
1: Yes, I love that. Um, I got that for Christmas, great. actually. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's so good. It's such a great. And again, I don't feel like I'm um, that I'm working two jobs and um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> not paying myself this far in. I don't feel. I don't feel so bad. Right. And, right. And um, yeah.
1: Well, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you back to um, a little. Younger Nancy, little Nancy, high school elementary school, Nancy, and what advice would you give the younger Nancy to get to the level of success you have right now, but way faster, what would that be?
2: Oh, get on the other side of fear. everything okay. you want in life is on the other side of fear mm-hmm. that is the number one the number one thing. don't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. don't be afraid to 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 start something like if you have a passion and you want to you know, go into it, you have to try it because you will learn something either way. Right. You learn as much in your failures as you do in your successes. But everything you want is the other side of fear.
1: Right. Man, oh man, um there was some like, you know, Confucius said kind of a saying, it was it was, you know, success is on the other side of splat, you know? <laughs> and um yeah. it's yeah. a the set of pain, you know, uh, is, is success and and no matter how they you try to get around it, you just can't. You have to go right through it. You just you have to and it's never as bad as anyone thinks when they get to the other side too, it just really isn't. It's just all in our mind, that fear.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. So we're in 2021. Uh, We don't remember any other years other than 2021. We we talked about that earlier, but tell us now why in 2021, um, anyone should rewire? Why should they rewire?
2: I think that this year and what's the future is a whole new, um, whole new world. I think it got flipped on its head. And I think that we need to look at the signs, what's going on, where the opportunities are, and it's an op- there's a creative force that's going to come out of this that is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. We were given that chance to kind of come back in and settle in and think again, and I am so excited about the future. I think that you we have to get out of our old way of thinking and look at what's new mm-hmm. and where the new mm-hmm. world emerges.
1: Right. Uh, you said that before, uh, get out of your own way is why you should rewire. I love that. Out
2: of your own yeah. Way.
1: I, I write these down. I, I take these tips uh, to heart myself. I don't just uh, sit here. I literally put a little bit of Epic Evolution to our company after this podcast. So I'm always striving for more things. So thank you. Get out of your own way. All right. Um, what can we be excited for for 2021 at Epic Evolution? There's some things happening in February, maybe.
2: Yeah. So we are launching our first um, catalog, direct mail super excited about it. It's a small test. And then we're going to follow it up with a slightly larger one. So it's an additional channel to help us propel our growth. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's an expression that we can control. And we can really, again, educate the customer on who the brand is. Mm -hmm. So we're super excited. We're launching it. It'll be um, delivered in February fifteenth.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. And I'm I'm assuming Athleta um, started as a mail order brand. Is that correct?
2: It did. It did. When we were there, they were um, mail order a little bit online, and then they grew to an omni-channel
1: approach. Gotcha. 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 Um, that's excellent. You probably didn't know this about me, but how I got into fashion, um, women's workout apparel designer, film athletic, and, um, and athletic was on my list of things to try to accomplish one day. And uh, my rewire, huh. I made it to Phoenix Fashion Week, really just to get more sales for my brand. And then now, uh, 10 years later, 10 plus years later, I'm, I'm doing this podcast. I'm running Fashion Week. And I keep thinking about my women's work workout apparel brand got me here. Pretty funny.
2: That's great. That's yes. great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, how can listeners find you, Nancy, and find Epic Evolution?
2: Um, epochevolution.com and um, follow us on Instagram. Um, Epoch Evolution, and um, follow us. You know, we I think we have great content. Sign up for our emails. We don't do too many, mm-hmm. but it's um, it's fun. It's fun stuff. It's got a little. Um, little humor in the writing and it's got some fabulous profiles of amazing women that we love. Oh man! um and seen like a little scenes behind brand.
1: Oh that's awesome. I would love to hear um how did you find the word epoch. Tell me what it means.
2: So epoch epoch means a moment in time. Okay. And so when we came came into it it was um it's the French spelling, you have to channel your inner French girl. Mm-hmm. Lily
0: mm-hmm. Um
2: and it is um, time for an evolution in how we, how we think about dressing, how we think about the functionality of it, and the, the, how it's made. So it kind of really had this deep rooting in what the brand stood for.
1: Wow. wow I love it. I love it. As always on Fashion Rewired, you can upload your free blueprint for Nancy Taylor today. You can follow her one, two, three action steps, or just be inspired by what Nancy has built an epoch. Uh, simply go to Instagram at Fashion Rewired and send me a direct message and you'll get her free blueprint. Nancy, how was the day for you? Awesome. <laughs> Man, we're just focused. We just got so much done. Uh, really appreciate it. Fashion Rewired, the podcast, and we're out. Thank you for joining us for our weekly 30-minute podcast focused on the business of fashion. Fashion Rewired is all about the successful transformation of your mind, perspective, and daily approach to your fashion brand. Make sure you listen next week for the Fashion Rewired podcast with Brian Hill.